Let's go to Jonah, the first chapter. And I'm going to read through it really fast, and I may stop and just give y'all some background on it, because I really just kind of want to set up what the Lord was saying about the preservation, because we think that um, in the midst of our disobedience that the Lord will still not use us. Oh, yeah, let me tell you about it. He will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will. Let's go to verse 10 of that first chapter. Jonah had gotten his instructions on what the Lord said to do. How many got those instructions? God spoke to you. He told you specific. You know, he never does beat around the bush thing. When he gives you an assignment, he gives you specifics about it. You know, I thought about how he had uh, framed the house of God, the temple. Right. How the ark uh, for... Uh, 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 Come on. Noah. Thank you, son. Noah had been given specifics. Like, you had to be to the, to just so. Same thing here with the word of God. It says, uh, the sailors were terrified when they heard this. Heard what? <laughs> this. For he had already told him he was running away from who? From the look. See? Come on. Testify. How many said, yes, I was running away from the Lord? You heard his voice specifically tell you specific things, and you thought for one moment running here on this earth was going to get out of that. Are we crazy? Yes, yes. Insanity is called. <laughs> it says, oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And, they, and, the, and since the storm was getting worse all the time, come on, isn't this how it is? When you're walking in the middle of disobedience, it doesn't get better. You ever notice that when you're walking and you, 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 know, you try to put things together, don't have some money. You throw money at it, try to make it right. <laughs> Take that wrong thing that you're doing and you try to throw money at it and make it right. But it gets what? Worse and worse. And you find yourself putting more and more money in it, more and more energy, more and more time. Bringing more folk to it. Maybe if I had two more people to help me do this thing that I'm not supposed to be doing. Gets, gets worse all the time. They asked him, why should we do, what should we do to stop this storm? How many times have we prayed the prayer? What else should I do to stop this storm? Well, he had an idea. He says, throw me in the sea, Jonah said, and it would become calm again. I know this is a terrible storm. It's all my fault. Go down to verse 13. No, go down to 15. I think he said, take, take my time. Go, I take my time. Did he said, go back up to 13. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go back to 15. Verse 15 said, and the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the sea stopped at once. Just like the man of God said. He told them a word in the middle of his dis or what? And it happened just the way because he already knew the order that God had given. He already knew he was the reason for the storm. He was the reason for the turmoil. Preservation. Keep on reading here. And the sailors were uh, awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord, did that not make a difference? In the middle of his disobedience, his saying, if you throw me into the sea, the waters will calm. 
when they did exactly what the man of God said, because he is a man of God, in the middle of his disobedience, he was still what? He was a man of God. <laughs> we get that confused sometimes. But as soon as they did what the man of God said, it happened just the way it was supposed to happen, and they were in awe. They were made believers by that. It says in verse 17, Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for how many days? And how many nights? Whoo! Three days in the belly of a fish. Three days in the belly of a stinky fish that lived underwater. Three days in darkness. Ain't no lights down there. Close your eyes for a minute. Ain't no light down there. I, I can imagine he pressed by guts. I, I can imagine he pressed by other things this fish done ate. I can imagine there's seawater down there that just, just stinks. I don't know if you ever had the uh, pleasure of smelling whatever come up out of you when you vomit. Okay. That's in the belly of the fish. Oh, yeah. First, let's go to chapter 2 of this because I'm, I'm setting up for something. Verse 1 says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord. Jonah knew he was out of order, but the man of God knew what it would take. He knew to pray to the Lord. And he prayed from where? Preservation. Preservation in the midst of the disobedience. God still preserved him. God did not allow him to be digested by the very thing that taught him to obey me. Just like us today, we weren't digested by the thing that taught us to get in line. Remember that thing that whopped you really good? <laughs> that thing that shook your foundation? The thing that told you God is God and you are just clay? You remember that thing that minimized you to let you know you are a speck to the almighty God? You remember that thing? That thing that set you into tears? That thing that shook your foundation so hard that you thought, I might as well die at this place? That place, God didn't allow you to be ingested, consumed. He taught you something there. See, this is what I heard the Father say. In the midst of our disobedience, he will preserve us. But we got to get it. Because this is what happened with Jonah. Jonah got to the place as he lay there in the belly of the fish. He said here, uh, verse 2, I cried to the Lord in great trouble and he answered me. Jonah was in trouble. It wasn't no cakewalk down there in the belly of that fish. He was horrified. And although he had been given insight, he didn't know what his outcome was going to be. Sometimes we can prophesy and tell other people, this is going to, God's going to do God. And then when it comes to us, we don't know what to do. Jonah found himself there. He knew how to preserve the fishermen in the boat. Just throw me into the water. The waters are going to come. And now I lay here in the belly of a fish amongst yuck, stinky, 
possibly going to be ingested or digested by a fish. And he says, I cried unto the Lord. That's the only thing that's going to take us out of our situation of disobedience is that we got to learn how to cry unto the Lord. And this is not just about the last time I was in trouble. This is about the time that I'm in now. This is about the time that I'm in disobedience right now. I'm trying to make it work in my favor. But God says, you are in the belly of the fish. We got to learn how to say, cry out to the Lord. Lord, <laughs> it's I. It's me. I understand my position. We can't make the wrong right. Say, I can't make the wrong right. Mm -mm. He says in that verse, he says, I called to you from the land of the dead. He already had counted himself out. He felt like he had lost already. He said, I called from the land of the I've already seen myself in death. And that's why I called for the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but I lay one time on my bed. I thought I was dying. Physically dying. I only got up and left the house because I didn't want my children to find me there dead. I went out to... Uh, I had taken some, uh, I was in a lot of pain from a medical situation, and I was taking a lot of pain medication to try to subside the, you know, the pain, and I had taken too much. I had taken too much of that. And I lay there, and I can feel myself dying. I got up hearing the Lord. This is, this is what I'm talking about, the preservation <laughs> of God. I got up and I went to McDonald's, uh, Burger King rather, and got french fries and I was eating them. They were fresh, piping hot fries. I couldn't feel them on my mouth. I had no feeling in my mouth. That's how, that's how deadened my mouth had become. God had preserved me in the midst of disobedience. God had preserved me in the midst of not listening or hearing his voice. In so many times, not just that time, but multiple times, God had spoken to me specific truths. And in the midst of those things, he preserved me, even though I was walking in disobedience. He taught me to hear his voice and then do what it is that he told. Because I never got out of doing what he said to do. No matter how many times I found myself walking in disobedience, he never once released me from what, I said I had to, what he said I had to do. Even though I tried to create another atmosphere for something else. Yeah, anybody ever try to make a job for yourself that you, that wasn't the job? <laughs> well, I won't do this, but what I'll do is, <laughs> I'll do this. You know, it's similar. Sort of working out, you know. It'll allow me to do what I want to do, and then God can still kind of get what he wants out of me as well. You know, we bargaining. Then we find, oh, it's facts, because I, I, I can talk this all day. In the midst of that, God shows me I am not in charge. And his mercy of preserving me to not only will I come to myself, but now complete the task that he has sent me out to do. And how many of us, don't raise your hand, we're there. We are there. We heard the assignment. It's been Confirmed and reaffirmed, say it. In your mind, raise your hand. It's me. But the preservation is this. God is allowing you to hear his voice so that you can get about the business. Say about the business. Come on, say it about the business. 
Some of y'all need to tell your friend, throw me out. Because I'm the reason why we having troubles. Some of you need to tell your friends, it's going wrong. Some of you need to look at your spouse and say, I know what's happening. Look at your family and says, I see why the trouble is here. Tell your bank account, I know what's wrong with you. Throw me into the sea. I'm the reason why the storm is here. I'm the reason why the trouble has come. I'm the reason why the Lord has troubled the waters. We're being preserved even though we're walking in disobedience because God's got a plan. He has a twofold kind of sword type thing. It's sharp on both sides. It'll cut you to bring you awareness and then cut you again to allow you to get up and do what it is that he said to do. It's a twofold thing. Let's finish this reading this here. I wanted to show you what <laughs> Jonah was feeling. He said, mighty waters engulfed me and I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then verse 4 says, then I, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence, yet I look once once more toward your holy temple, I sank beneath the waves and the waters clothed or, or closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. See? See? Seaweed wrapped itself around. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O oh Lord my God. See, this, this, when I read this, this was the part that make you want to get up and run. It says, but you, O oh Lord, my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered. This is the place where we got to get to. We got to remember. Disobedience doesn't mean I don't know. Disobedience means I know and I'm not doing so you got to come to yourself because it wasn't that Jonah didn't know to obey the Lord. He knew very well to obey the Lord. But we have picks and chooses as to what we want to obey. And how do you know when you serve the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, you don't get to pick and choose? You have sometimes find yourself doing the assignment you really just don't want to do. How many times have we had to give unto the Lord something we really just didn't want to give? Time. Money. Efforts, resources. We've had to sacrifice some things that we said, I didn't really want to sacrifice. But because the Lord says, unto me, we did, or we should have done. But on many occasions, we have to be honest with us, how many times did we not do what the Lord said to do? Too many times. And then we had a good excuse behind it. See, Jonah had a really good excuse. He thought the people of Nivea didn't have the right to live, to be preserved. He had an opinion that wasn't given to him. He had an opinion about a people that he hadn't created. He had an opinion about a people that God said he loved. Sometimes we got to stop that. <laughs> we got to stop having an opinion about people God loved. We don't think they're worthy of the preservation. When all we have to do is do the assignment. 
All we got to do is walk in. Sometimes we say, well, I'm going to do this over here. You know, this is what I want to do over here. And God says, well, if you do this, this is handled. And a lot of times we're not getting where we need to get because we're not doing what God say do. Jonah is one of prime examples of this, of us uh, being preserved in the midst of disobedience. This latter part here says, he remembered the Lord. In other words, it came to himself, this is not me. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I got to remember my father. He is my preserver. He is my Lord. He is my way. He is the person that I'm supposed to be hearing my voice, hearing, uh, hearing the voice of. Stop trying to rationalize in our little finite minds. How many know we're so limited? Tell your neighbor you're limited. Mm -hmm. Tell your other neighbor because they think they're not. Tell them they, you are limited. We have let education, money, jobs, position, and status put us where we're not supposed to be, which is thinking too much. We're not listening enough and we're thinking too much. Some of us are so smart, we're going to smart ourselves right out of the blessings of the Lord. Because we don't see the whole picture, mother. We only see this. And we're making all of these big life-changing decisions off of this. And we haven't listened to what God said. The, the, the disobedience that we're walking is we haven't remembered the Lord. He said, I remember the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in, the holy, in your holy temple. So he forgot about all of these other things. And he focused now. And most of the time, that's where we get it. Don't we get it then? Get it. And once I realize it's the Lord, once I put my mind to the place where, okay, this is, this is you, God. I'm going to set my thoughts aside because sometimes we, we put our thoughts out there and because we got a good excuse to it, because we got a good tag on it, because we got a good little whatever we want to hang on to it, we think that is legitimate. Say most of our thoughts are illegitimate thoughts. You got to tell yourself things. Most of what I really want to do is illegitimate. I haven't verified it. I haven't bought it before the Lord. Say, I haven't bought it before the Lord. Say, if we just be honest with ourselves and we'll say that, we haven't bought it before. How many things we got going on we have not brought before the Lord? That the fact of the matter is, is that he says, consult him in all things. What things? N no, just on the church stuff. All things. We ought to consult the Lord in all things. And if we, cons if we remember the Lord, then we won't find ourselves walking in the disobedience. Jonah was kept in the belly of the fish, undigested by his lesson. And most of us here, we have walked in, I'm going to say all of us. I'm going to take a chance and say, one of us have walked in disobedience. Every last one of us will walk in disobedience. Some of us are in disobedience right now. Because we have a plan. We have a thought, we have an idea, 
we, this the way we see it, this is my position, you don't understand, this is my mental makeup. See, see, all kinds of reasons why we don't do it the way God say do it. But even in the midst of that, he's preserving us. There's a lesson that he's teaching us in this place. Jonah in the belly of the fish amongst his dark moment is learning a lesson. The thing is, is will we get it? Because Jonah got it. Jonah cried out to who? To the Lord. <laughs> Don't call your girlfriend. Don't call your buddy. Don't call us. I'm talking to us. Don't call us. <laughs> Don't call us. He already told you, next three days, you're on your own. You could be in trouble in three days. <laughs> we better remember to call on the Lord. He has your answer. A lot of times we talk to people because we know we're going to give us what we want. We're already halfway, don't know what you're talking about anyway, so we're giving you advice on stuff we don't really know what we're talking about. Ain't that right, Nita? People come and sit and talk to you, give you half truth, want a full answer. Oh, I know that's the truth. We come, we sit down, we come for marital counseling, we come for uh, relationship counseling, we come for just self-counseling, you know, we come with what we want you to know, which is half the truth, and then you want an answer. Go to the Lord where you tell him everything, because he knows all things. Then you can get an answer. Because then, most likely, you maybe you'll listen, Jonah here, had no one he could call. He was left to himself. In the belly of this, God kept us doing our dark times. Come on, every time I would say something that's true, you just raise your hand. God kept us through our dark time. God kept us through our rebellion. God kept us through our refusal. Don't ever think that you haven't been preserved. And don't ever think there's not a reason why you're being preserved. Jonah had an assignment. And Jonah went all the way around the world trying to get away from his assignment. Like getting on the boat was going to get out, uh, uh, out of God's business. Getting on a boat, going to another land was going to take you off you. God wasn't going to see you there. How many of us think that you turn the lights down low, God won't see you there? Come on, how many did that though? Turned the lights off because we didn't want God to see. Oh, I'm the only one. Okay. I'll be honest and transparent. You think because you got your eyes closed, he got his eyes closed. Come on, Micah. <laughs> he didn't let us be consumed in a thing that brought us around. God's got a plan for us in, our, in, in this whole thing. God's got a plan for us. It's a stripping place. Our, our low place is a stripping place. The children of Israel walked through the, uh, the wilderness because they had to be stripped of themselves in order to be used for the master's use. Some of us want to be used for the master's use, but we ain't ready. We say, I ain't ready. I ain't ready because I still want to do it my way. 
And as long as you want to do it your way, I'm telling you, God is not ready to use you in that capacity. Not in the big scope of it all. Jonah got used by God in the midst of his disobedience because he was able to uh, 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 bring light to who God was with the fishermen. But the big thing, the scope, the big thing, until he came to himself and realized, I got to do it God's way, God wasn't going to be able to use him. He went to send him to not just save a few boats of fishermen. He wanted him to save a whole nation of people. And so sometimes we're just dibbling. We're just happy with the little few. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing something. In, in the middle of disobedience, could we still be in you? Say I'm a man or a woman of God. And God will still use us in the midst of our disobedience to be a blessing to other people. <laughs> Just like Jonah. But you're not getting the masses that you could be getting. You're not reaching the folk that you could be reaching. You got just a few sailors on the boat that you're able to save. But the mass of people, you're not able to reach them. Because you're not prepared. You're not ready. You still have too much thought to what you think it should be. How many know when you want to do it God's way, you got to set yourself aside. Sit your, say, sit yourself down. How many have told yourself lately, sit down? How many have told yourself in time past, sit down? How many know you need to tell yourself to sit down? This stripping place is where God will take and purify you for his good use. Jonah was purified in the midst of mess. Jonah was shown that he had a, 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 a greater calling on his life in the midst of his mess. The preservation is what we have to always keep in our minds, son. Don't let the preservation fool you that God is pleased. He's preserving. Jonah had to get it eventually, though. Because how many know that we should not weigh on the Lord? We should not weigh on him. His mercy endured to all generations. But if there's a scripture that says he will give mercy to whom he will. How many know that his mercy is his to give or take? How many know he is a mighty God? How many know we shouldn't play with him? How many have a fear of the Lord? See, these are things we got to talk to ourselves. You know, when we're in, the, we're in our, uh, I call our secret place, we think we can just let everything ride in the secret place. As if God Almighty is not observing what we have in the secret place. Jonah in his heart had a thing with the Nebo, uh, the, uh, the Nibia people. Ninevites. Thank you. Who said that? Thank you, Mary. He had an issue with them. It ain't his to have. Some of us got an issue with people on the south side. It ain't yours to have. We do. We do. We think if they ain't on the same level with us, <laughs> it ain't yours to have. If your assignment is south side, you better get with it. You better try to figure out what they need to do. You better get your ear to God's mouth because your assignment is not going to change. 
You can stay on the north all you want to. You'll find yourself where? In the belly of the fish. Then you had to tell your folk, this is, y'all need to throw me over. <laughs> this is why it ain't going well for us. This is why it ain't happening good for us. This is why we going through. This is why we struggling. Let's go to Matthew 12. How many know God will use our tribulations to strip us of our old ways? Me and dad was talking about 401ks. One day they can be here, the next day they can be gone. I don't want y'all to, I don't want y'all to sit up on 401k and think y'all good. Oh, yeah. The Great Depression to tell you that. All it takes is just one bad drop, market drop, and everybody is equal. Everybody, the rich and the poor in the soup line. This is United States of America within the last hundred years. Soup line. Oh, I got a good job. Okay. Yeah. That, that to me tells me there are things that happen in our country. There are things that are happening in our country right now. We are in the belly of the fish. We don't even recognize it. We don't even understand. We have not yet come to the place where we say, Lord, we still thinking we, we do this, we do this, we do this. And then we, some, we just, some of these folks we need to throw in the, in the, in the water. <laughs> some people in position in, the, in high places, we need to throw in the water. Y'all got us messed up. Some of us need to be thrown where? Water. Get them, fish. Get them. <laughs> Let them come to themselves. Because I'm going to tell you this, people of God. God is not going to change his mind. I don't care how long you try to wait him out. I don't care how long you think if I just ignore this. I don't care how long you think if I just sized it, I'm going to create something else over here. You know, it's a good work over here. This will do. It ain't what he asked you to do. It ain't what he told you to do. It's not what he created you to do. And he's not going to change his mind. But this is the warning. The fish is waiting. Ooh, that's quiet. But when I hear quiet, you know what I hear? Wheels turning. Because the Lord is reminding us at that moment, yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Don't look around the room. These words are for us to ingest ourselves. What are we not doing that the Lord has said that we ought to be doing that could be making a difference? See, Jonah was prepared to let a nation of people die be wiped out because he didn't want to deliver the word he didn't think they were worthy of. Only for the people to adhere to the word just like God wanted it to be. And how many times have we called it and we called it wrong? 
How many times we felt like it was not necessary or it wouldn't work that way or it's just, you know, maybe this is not the assignment. I hear the voice of God and hear his voice alone. I got a note here. I said, we're ready to prove to everyone but God that we're faithful. We're ready to prove it to our spouses, to our friends, to our boss, to our pastor, to our family. We're really to prove our faithfulness to everybody but God. I do marital counseling all the time, or pastoral care, whatever you want to call it. Folk in trouble. And if they find themselves as, 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 as uh, spouses that are not faithful, we have an expectation on faithfulness with spouses. Amen? Do we not? It's not acceptable. Is, amen? Unfaithfulness is, so I'm talking to the spouses now. Unfaithfulness is not acceptable. Right? But we'll turn right around. That same human that we say is capable of being faithful to me, we give a pass that he can't be faithful to God. The same power. Same willingness. Best friends. Got, got best friends. We expect faithfulness from our best friends. And anything else is not permitted. But we'll tell that same friend that they can be sidestepping on God because they're just human. Well, they're just human about you too. But you still have an expectation. Come on, people, hear me what I'm saying. We don't tell our spouse, well, you know, you can slip and dip every now and then. You're just human. <laughs> Not in bunny <laughs> <laughs> not only can you not slip and dip, you got to have blinders on. You can't even be in that direction. Is she not, is he not human? The same human effort that he takes to be faithful to this woman it's the same expectation, God. You mean you'll give her more faithfulness than me? Is what our father is saying. Come on now. See the severity of that. You'll be that faithful to a pastor? Yet you'll tell yourself you're unable to be faithful to me? I'm the creator of him and you? You muster that much power to in restraint to keep on walking and don't look back at him? But you'll turn at the moment the enemy show you anything and you won't resist at all because you're human. I cried when he spoke to me about it. I cried when he told me how unfaithful I have been to him but yet faithful to men, faithful to women. And you know what I said? If you give me the power to be faithful to men and women, surely, surely, say surely. surely. Tell yourself, surely, surely, I can be faithful to God. Surely, this same human embodies dutimous power from on high. I'm able. I'm able. 
Oh, yeah, baby. I'm able. You're able. You're able. You, all the able bodies, raise your right hand. We're able to be faithful, to be upright. We are empowered. Am I not empowered? Are you not empowered? We are. God says, don't give man anything you would not give me. Come on. Don't give man anything that you would not give me. You have set, now you have set them in the God spot. We set spouses in the God spot. Friends in the God spot. Bosses. We, 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 we dare not be late to a meeting at, at, at our work, but we will, we will bust into the church of uh, the house of God and, 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 we'll, and we'll feel justified. I, well, you know I got a light. I, good. The extra efforts that we do, the extra efforts that we go, the extra efforts that we give toward men, God is expecting that from us. Even the more. But until we get to that place of being stripped, uh, these lessons that we learn in the disobedience, I learned these things in my disobedience. He taught me to be faithful in my unfaithfulness. When I said I was weak, he says, I'm strong. So you don't have to be strong. All we have to do is be willing to lend ourselves to the strength. Come on, people. Most times we are no good for use by the master until we have been stripped or broken in our disobedience. And Matthew 12 and 36 and 37 reads, A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account or judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words that will say either acquit or they will condemn you. So anything that we try to throw off that we're not able to do, I'm not able to be in ministry like that. I'm not able to do. God says, I'm not looking on your power and your strength. Some of us, well, I don't know the Bible like that. He's not looking for you to do that. The word of God to be hid in your heart. Then you're able to conform to God. All he's asking you to do most of the time is just, can you read it? Can you hide it? He'll bring it up at the time that is needed. How many have experienced that? You read a word and you didn't know you retained it like that. But at the time that you needed it, son, it came right when you needed it. And it wasn't always towards someone else. Sometimes it was the word to preserve me. You said. Your word said. You promised me. Preservation. He's preserving us for a purpose. And all of us here have that purpose. Don't count yourself out. You know, Jonah, I felt like he, he thought he wasn't that big of a deal. And his assignment wasn't that big of a deal. But don't ever measure your assignment. Don't measure what God has placed in you. Don't measure what God has sent you to do. Because his words preserved a nation. 
Just repent. Repent. All the evil that you have done, a lot of times people can't let you do because they're looking at all the evil you have done. That's why sometimes we think people ain't, ain't worthy of our, our time and effort. You know, they ain't never done right. They ain't never going to, that generation of not doing right. We just throw them out. But you the one. Some of us, you know, we, some of us can't do south side ministry. But some of us can. But you got to be in that place where God can use you. Let's go to Matthew 3 and 8. This is my final scripture. Doing good time today, honey. God is so serious about the people of God, the children of God, the body of Christ. And I just need to see the hands that belong to the body of Christ. You are a part of the body. This is an open confession. I'm a body. I'm a part of the body of Christ. Verse Matthew 30, uh, book Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. It reads, and this is a good one. I want you to hold on to this scripture. Hold on to this scripture all week. Hold on to it. I want you to utter it to yourself. Because this is the beginning of setting you in motion. Preparing you for your assignments. And some of us think we just done so bad, you know, we're just unable to be used by God. And I'm telling you, it's a life in the pits of hell. It is an absolute untruth. God takes our garbage and recycle it, and then he uses it for the good. There is none of us who have, have not fallen short of God's glory. Not a one. We all missed the mark. But what we need not be is be uh, one that practices disobedience. We must learn to be faithful to God. Like we are faithful to these men, faithful to these women, faithful to these jobs, faithful to our careers, faithful to our money, faithful to our family. Put God first. Be faithful to him. Matthew 3 and 8 says it best. Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Jonah did that while he was in the belly of the whale. This is exactly what he did. He just repented. He just came to himself. This is a practice that I do all the time. It's like washing my face. That I repent before the Lord. And I try to get out of my ear people who tell me, oh, prophetess, you do a lot. Oh, look, this, okay, I got you. In actuality, you know, we know the assignment on our lives. And you can't let people talk you up off of it. And you can't let people talk you into how good you are when you know you missed the mark. Don't let outward movement fool you when the inside of a heart of a person may not be pure. God's telling us here, this is our personal thing. Take it personal. I want y'all to read it with me out loud. Read. How did that hit? Personal. It's right here. That faithfulness that we have toward Ben, God wants that faithfulness toward him. 
in the middle of our, he's preserving us for this moment. You know, he was, he preserved Jonah for the moment of repentance. Jonah said, I cried unto the Lord. From where? From my place, from my dark place, from my low place, from the place of disobedience. I cried from that place. And who heard him? The Lord heard him. And the same thing God is saying to us today. Put your energy and your directions toward God. Hear his voice and his assignment for your life. Come on, Mo, play me some music. Where Mo at? You thought I had another scripture. I don't. But this is the place I want, and I don't want everybody to stand. I don't want everybody to stand. I want everybody to stay seated because I want you to hear what I'm calling for. I want only the people who have heard the Lord in the middle of your disobedience. You heard him. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm there. This is me. I heard, I heard the Lord, and I am not walking in the assignment, toward the assignment that the Lord has given me. I want you to stand. I'm ready. I'm ready, though. I'm ready. Not I heard it, but I'm ready. I heard it. I've been walking in disobedience, but I'm ready. I made judgment. I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't qualified. I felt like I didn't have all I needed. I had this and that and the third going on. But you know, God, I'm ready. I hear you. I'm in the belly and nothing's working out the way I needed to work out. I needed to go and get back. I need, I stand, this is me, Lord. I hear your voice. I hear your voice. Because this is the thing. God is not going to change his mind. This is the warning. I'm not going to change my mind about what I told you. No. I'm not going to change my mind. All the ones who are still seated that heard his voice and say I'm not ready, I'm telling you, he's not going to change his mind. You will simply stay in the belly of the fish until you hear. Say, hear his voice and say, Lord, may the Lord preserve you until you come to yourself is my prayer for the ones who are seated, for the ones who are standing.